Hello, and I am back again um, doing another single individual podcast. This time, I'm just going to do a very quick podcast that I promised some people about just the industrial and agricultural policies of China from 1952 to 1962. And were how, how good were they? Were they roaring successes? Were they disastrous failures? This is the sort of thing that we need to be talking about. Um, So, uh, the first thing I'd like to just say is that, um, as we know, the period that we're talking about, 1952 to 1962, is a huge period of change in China because it's during that time that the two five-year plans were implemented. Um, This is also when China went through rapid collectivization, <clears throat> Excuse me. Although there were some successful developments of industry as a result of the first five-year plan, um, some w- might say that the consequences of collectivization and the Great Leap Forward were uh, not exactly so great and could actually be considered to be quite disastrous failures. So, um, just thinking about it, the first five-year plan... Um, it really wasn't that bad. It targeted heavy industries. It achieved almost all of its targets. You know, we're looking at things like coal output was doubled, electricity trebled, um, steel output increased fourfold. You know, so as far as that sort of thing, all the targets were met. Um, And so in that sense, it was quite a success, especially from an industrial standpoint. And although the peasants did suffer somewhat because they were forced to sell their produce to the state at low fixed prices, as a policy, it was very successful because as a policy, the first five-year plan achieved all its aims. Now, some of them might not have been, um, the growth might not have been as great as others. So, for example, uh, for like the textile industry over that same time period, it didn't increase fourfold like steel, but it still had like something like, um, you know, a 2.5% growth rate or something like that. I can't, uh, don't quote me on that one, but so... Uh, I need to get my, I don't, sorry, I shouldn't actually say things like that, like uh, approximately two, but anyway, it was, it wasn't as high, but it was still more than its target. So um, as a policy, it was very successful because the first five-year plan definitely achieved its aims. Then we look at the second five-year plan, aka the Great Leap Forward, and this is a resounding failure as far as industry goes okay like mal in the in the great leap forward he basically was thinking that after the especially after the 100 flowers campaign and the anti-rightist campaigns where pretty much anybody who had spoken out against him was um either jailed or tortured or killed Um, And so many of the people who may have spoken out against him learned pretty quickly to keep their mouths shut. So Mao pretty much thought, okay, well, I'm not going to have much resistance. And we have this huge peasant population and they could be a great resource for us. They're not actually working as hard as I think they are. So let's give them more to do and they can help with this great leap forward um, and set up these backyard blast furnaces in your cooperatives to increase steel production 
<coughs> excuse me, and make sure that, you know, industry keeps improving, improving, improving. Okay, because all of a sudden we're not looking at, <coughs> excuse me, heavy industry as much. So, um, yes, let's get it done. Unfortunately, um, the steel's very unusable. It's pretty much pig iron. Uh, it's poor quality blast furnaces that doesn't help. And by 1959, it had the the whole backyard steel attempt had completely failed. Um, as a result, the quality of factory output fell dramatically because they were trying to achieve these ridiculous targets. Um, like I said, uh, an implication of the 195700 flowers campaign was that there were technical not only not only was it that nobody was going to argue against them, but like a lot of the people who spoke out were people who were going, well, this isn't going to work because technically this and, you know, and these were your technical managers and, and your technical professionals and managers who, you know, like a lot of the people who actually had the know-how to do these things were no longer part of the system because of the 100 Flowers campaign. So heavy industry and production um, did increase up until 1960 and then plummeted. Coal went from... 270 million tons in 1960 to 800, uh, sorry, 180 million tons in 1962. So it was even lower than it had been before the five-year plan, like before the Great Leap Forward. So, um, you know, steel went from 13 million to 8 million. Okay. Um, the textiles, which weren't huge increases like the heavy industry, but still were increases, they have like cotton and whatnot. This is one of the reasons why later on China's going to look more at non-agricultural fabrics. So you're looking at like your rayons and your polyesters and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, as far as industrially, the Great Leap Forward killed every single advancement that was possibly made during the five-year, the first five-year plan. Um, as far as agricultural policies go in the same time period, well, there's certainly, again, by the end of the period, disastrous failures. So initially, the creation of agricultural producers' cooperatives were popular and successful. Um, they were voluntary because they were voluntary and they allowed for the poorest families or the poorest farmers to get together and pool their resources to help drag themselves up a little bit. But by... Um, 19, 1956-90% of families uh, were forced into these agricultural producers' cooperatives. And so this is a relative success for Mao, but not necessarily for the workers themselves because they were losing their private property, um, which they'd only just gotten. So, you know, it's that whole thing where, oh, the landlords had this land and we took it off them and we got it back and now we're pretty much having to pull it together and give it back to the government. Not exactly what they thought was going to happen. And then under the Great Leap Forward, agricultural policies started failing miserably. Okay, mass mobilization achieved by combining the cooperatives and collectives into communes um, of 30,000 people meant that, you know, the work, like, Mao, Mao did this because he was kind of of the, like, work, 
almost a work harder, not smarter, instead of work smarter, not harder. I mean, it was weakened, okay? Uh, a lot of them had to go and tend blast furnaces. And, you know, they're farmers. What do they know about this kind of thing? It completely destroys the family structure, which is so important to Chinese people. And then you get the Four Nose campaign and the sparrow side um, of the Four Nose. I mean, like, killing the sparrows, and which leads to more insects and vermin, destroying the crops. I mean, uh, anyway... And then uh, they they thought that they knew better, so they started deep plowing, close, clan, close planting. All these sorts of things just rendered vast areas of farmland almost useless because of the poor farming techniques. Um, grain production just slumped. And it led to a great famine. Okay. Deaths and widespread cannibalism across China because of this. So as far as the agricultural um, policies went, again, uh, like the industrial policies, very much started pretty good and then ended really disastrously. So those are my basic reasons for or my basic um, thoughts on how successful or unsuccessful the uh, two five-year plans were as far as the in industrial and agricultural policies with a bit of information, not a lot of um, fact, you know, like b evidence backing this up, but it was just to be a little bit of a summary so that um, that's the sort of thing where now you can fill in the blanks with the proper um, evidence. All right, I hope that was useful. And once again... Thank you for listening. Um, this podcast was made possible by Anchor because I am old and not very tech savvy, but Anchor does everything for me. If you guys want to start your own podcast, you could use Anchor too. All right. Until next time, my lovelies. I'll see you later.